You're listening to the Mom Mindset Podcast. As a mom, I know that you face challenges every day, but I also know that those challenges don't have to steal your joy and confidence as a parent. Each week, we'll adjust the different challenges and mindsets that moms face and show you how to overcome them so that you can thrive in every season of life. After all, you are the best mom for your child. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to the Mom Mindset Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about some of the things that you can do to prepare for a better postpartum period. Now, if you're someone who's already gone through this, I hope that you'll stick around because first, it could help you understand a little bit more about what you were going through when you went through postpartum, but it can also help you better understand how you can support your friends and your family members as they're going through that postpartum season. So that's the thing. Postpartum, we because you've never done it before, it can be hard to know what's normal and there's a lot of people who don't talk about it. Um, you know, it's kind of like a woman has a baby and she goes away for six to eight weeks. Then she comes out and she's a mother and she's a wife and she's has a job and she's doing all the same things that she did before. Um, or maybe she's all the same things, but now she doesn't work, you know, or she does some part time work at home kind of combination. Uh, it's, it's just important to know there's a lot that happened in those six to eight weeks. So that's really what I want to dive into today is is the inner workings of those few weeks and months of being postpartum where so much change occurs and talk about how you can take care of yourself while you're taking care of your baby. And that really, you know, comes down to taking care of yourself physically and emotionally, physically and mentally. There's a lot of healing and a lot of integration that needs to take place in both of those areas. And it's okay for them to take time. It's okay for it to feel a little bit clunky sometimes um, because it's the first time you're going through it. And even if you've already had a child, it's the first time you're going through it as a mother of two or a mother of three. And all those experiences can look so different. You know, um, when you're a mom of from going from zero to one kids, uh, that can be a totally different experience than going from one to two. I know for me, I really, really enjoyed the postpartum period from zero to one a lot. But going from one to two was a lot harder. Uh, I had my kids fairly close together. They're 19 months apart. And everything felt so much more overwhelming and I just didn't have the same feelings of bliss, the same feelings of this like blissful bonding period with my daughter that I got to have with my son. And for a while it made me feel like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Like, why don't I feel the same way? And come to realize, you know, these are just two different experiences. They're two different babies. I can love them equally, but still have very different experiences. So, you know, be gentle with yourself going into postpartum. And today we're just going to be talking about seven tips that I have to help you have a better postpartum experience. So let's get started. Today, I have seven tips for a better postpartum period. These are seven things to either understand or things that you can do that are going to help you make the most out of this postpartum season. So number one, the first thing that you have to do postpartum is take care of yourself. I mean, honestly, you just had a baby. You should be your number one priority besides your baby in this season. You and your baby, that's it. And that can be so hard, especially when you are a mom and a woman. And a lot of times the, you know, household duties tend to fall to us. Uh, more of them, you know, especially cooking and laundry and things like that. So whenever you enter the season, you need to enter it being prepared to know that you're not going to be doing as much of that stuff, especially not right away, as you had been doing before you gave birth. You need to take care of your body. Your body did some incredible things. It did some amazing things when you birthed your child, whether you had your child vaginally or you had a C-section. 
it doesn't matter. Either way, your body went through huge, huge sacrifices and it needs time to heal. It needs time to rest. So please, during the season, remember to take time to just be, just relax, just sleep as much as you possibly can. I know some people like me, I had a really hard time with that advice because I like to be awake. I like to look at my baby. I like to get things done. Um, but just as much as you can sleep, make that a priority because sleep helps your body heal. It helps your body restore. Um, it helps you be a little bit more emotionally and mentally stable at a time where that's really, really hard because of all of the hormones uh, kind of working against you in that department. So definitely make every effort to get some sleep. Uh, the best advice that I've heard for postpartum, and I think if you can follow it, I think it will serve you so well. And that advice is just um, a week in bed, a week on the couch, a week around the house. Um, trying not to rush back into everyday life too quickly because this is just such special time that you have with your child. It's time that you're never going to get back with them as all of the seasons of parenthood. Um, but just time where you can bond and you can be with them and where honestly it's okay if that's the only expectation for you have for yourself is that you spend time with your baby, you bond with your baby, feed your baby and take care of yourself. Um, so don't rush into it, you know, stay in bed that first week, especially if you've, you know, had a C-section or if you had a particularly difficult delivery, like that's really going to help you. Uh, your body just recover. I, I heard it said once that having a baby is the equivalent of running a marathon uh, to your body in terms of the work that it takes. And most of us are not trained for marathons when we uh, go into labor and we give birth. So even more so, take time to give your body to rest and recover. That week on the couch means, yes, you're up and you're moving around the house, but you're not spending a lot of time doing chores. You're not spending a lot of time standing up, cooking dinner, or doing laundry or anything. You're just, you're around the house, maybe helping with some light things, um, maybe spending more time, your meals in the, in the dining area versus maybe taking your meals in your bedroom if you have a spouse who will help you out with that. And then lastly, the week around the house means like not rushing back into work, not rushing back into activities and carpool and all the other things that moms can get kind of sucked back into doing really early. It's just to say, I'm around the house. I'll do some light things here. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm present for the rest of my family, but I'm still taking time to take it slow. I know when I had um, my son, I had him on a Sunday morning, very early morning, 1221 a.m. Um, and I thought, to myself, I'm going to go back to church next Sunday. So I went back to church and I'm pretty sure I looked like I was going to pass out and I'm pretty sure I almost did. So basically I took things way too quickly with my first child. Um, after that experience, I was like, wow, I really need to take it slower. I need to take time to rest and recover. Um, and maybe you're someone like me, you like to get back out there and do things. You just need to listen to your body. So after that happened, I actually called my midwives because I felt so bad. <laughs> and they were like, okay, what you need to do is you need to rest. You need to drink water. And we want you to eat one of all of the food groups. And I was like, oh my gosh, all of the food groups. <laughs> so I decided, okay, I'm going to get myself some chipotle. I'm going to um, have my husband pick up some fruit cups. So I started eating a little bit better, taking a little bit better care of my body and becoming more aware of just the energy that I was using. Uh, just being a breastfeeding mom, just being a new mom of a newborn in general. And I took that really just helped me kind of get back on track in terms of listening to my body and understanding what I need. So yeah, just listen to your body. Take it slow. There's no shame in taking it slow. Um, it's a really good time to like, just take care of yourself because as a mom, your whole identity is changing. Your body's going through some weird things. Your hormones are crazy. It's the best time to try and prioritize self-care as much as possible. And in this particular, the postpartum season of life, 
self-care is going to look way different than it does in any other season because that baby needs you so much. Um, You don't have even the energy to really go out and do certain things that otherwise might be really filling to you. So take the time to to do self-care in the little things. And self-care in the postpartum period looks like resting. It looks like eating all the food groups. It looks like getting home-cooked meals um, as much as possible. It looks like having someone else take care of the laundry. It looks like letting something stay dirty for a little bit. (laughs) You know, whatever helps you in that postpartum period, just rest and recover, prioritize that. Um, One thing I loved postpartum was just taking really long, like 30 minute showers. Um, Target has these like aromatherapy sizzle bars. So I would break them up and put them in the bottom of the shower. And I would just like let the water just wash away all the stress, all the baby spit up, (laughs) any other, you know, strange bodily fluid that had gotten on me. I just feel clean and refreshed and happy. I would listen to um, worship music or an audiobook or whatever I felt like I wanted in that moment to just enjoy my time to rest and recover. So take care of yourself with your body, take care of your mind, and just respond to whatever it is that your body needs in that season. So yeah, just a few maybe more practical things that you can do. Uh, Stay stocked up on heating packs and ice packs. Those are great, especially if you're breastfeeding or if you're particularly sore. Um, they make these little ice packs that like are also sort of pads, but they're also really good if you've had a C-section, you can put them over top of your incision too. They're like nice and big and they work really well for that. So I've heard. Give your body some support, getting a great postpartum wrap. A lot of hospitals will let you take one home. This really helps you kind of feel more supportive, makes you feel a little bit stronger, especially in those first few days. And my last piece of advice as far as taking care of yourself is ladies, take the stool softener. (laughs) So if you haven't, uh, if you're listening to this before you give birth, take the stool softener. I have a friend who said to me like, why didn't anybody tell me to do that? We're like, we didn't know you weren't going to. (laughs) So yeah, take whatever's offered to you, any kind of help, any kind of medical help, um, do whatever you have to, to take care of your body. Another thing is to ask for help. This is another part that can be so hard because you're so used to doing things for yourself as moms and wives. We tend to be people who are kind of taking charge with more of the household things, but this is your time to ask for help. Um, one of the things that I did wrong in that early postpartum period was that I kept thinking I had to do everything myself and figure everything out myself. Um, so I ended up having like issues breastfeeding and it wasn't until I was like two or three weeks in that I thought, oh my gosh, I should ask for help. What a concept. (laughs) And from the time that I asked for help, I got hooked up with a great IBCLC and we fixed the problem I was having in seconds and all of a sudden things felt so much easier And I was like, wow, if only I had asked for help before. And I think that's the pattern that we can get into is thinking, oh, I need to do I need to do this by myself. I'm I'm just alone all the time. You know, it's just me and this baby. So I'm kind of the only person I have to lean on. And that's just not true. You know, you have a system of people around you who want to help you, who want to support you, whether that's your spouse, your parents, your in-laws, your friends, your pastors. Um, And if you ask for help, any one of those people, as much as they're able to, I am positive will come to your aid. They will help you with food. They will help you uh, cleaning up things in your house. Whatever it is that you need, just ask because otherwise you're going to be sitting at home. You're dealing with your own emotions, your own feelings. And when you feel like, you know, your life is out of control too, that you're you're not able to do the things that you need to do to feel sane, like having a a tidy house or having a warm cooked meal. um, 
it, it just negatively affects your emotions and it makes it even harder to heal. It makes it harder to process everything that's happened emotionally and mentally over the past, you know, days and weeks. So please just ask for help. Don't feel like you have to do it on your own. Don't feel like it's bothering people. And for those of you who are listening, you've already gone through this, reach out more because sometimes what happens with new moms is that they don't realize that they need help until they've needed help for a while. So keep checking in, especially beyond that first week or two, beyond the time when most people are sending meals or sending cards or sending texts. Check up a couple weeks later, even a few months later, and just say, hey, how are you doing? Is there anything that I can help you with? Would it help if I brought you a meal? Um, As a mom of a five-month-old right now, I would still happily take a meal if someone dropped it off, you know? So just think outside the box. Think beyond those first just three or four weeks of motherhood and think about the whole of it because... You know, as a newborn, the mom of a newborn, a lot of things are changing very quickly. Um, but sometimes, you know, kids start sleeping and then they stop sleeping or they go through a developmental leap and they're super crabby. And so you just never know when that text is going to be uh, perfectly timed to give you the opportunity to speak into the life of a mom who's struggling. You just, you really never know. So again, ask for help. Some of the things that you can do, you can set up beforehand or it's not too late now is to set up a meal train or have a friend set up a meal train for you. Um, To have some cleaning help, maybe plan to hire somebody to do some of your deeper cleaning for the first month or two. Um, I know I had someone come and clean my house right before I had my last baby and it was amazing. I just felt like I was starting off on such a great foot. Um, Another great option if you can is a postpartum doula and it is never too late to hire a postpartum doula. I mean, maybe if your baby's like a year old, they might not help you. But anytime in those first couple of months, you can absolutely find a postpartum doula. And what they do is they come in, they can help you with breastfeeding, they can help you with uh, preparing meals, some light housekeeping. They can uh, talk through your birth experience with you. They can talk through how things are going with your baby sleeping, um, with their feeding schedules. They can, you know, they're very well versed in baby care. They can help you with anything with your baby. They can hold your baby so you can take a nap. Um, some of them even do overnight shifts. So if you're uh, maybe growing your family to two or three or four kids, a postpartum doula can come in and help you out in the middle of the night so that you're just you know, feeding baby when it's time to feed baby if you're breastfeeding. And otherwise, the postpartum doula is taking care of the baby. They're playing with them if they're awake. They're helping them go back to sleep. If you've pumped milk, um, they can feed them too and give you just that extra time to rest and recover. So a postpartum doula is a great investment. Um, if you know someone who is a new mom, and you've heard them talk about it, that's a great thing to reach out and say, hey, can I get you like a gift certificate for that? Because I know a lot of them will do that as well. Um, IBCLC is another great one to get connected with. That's a certified lactation uh, counselor, consultant, who's going to help you troubleshoot any breastfeeding issues you might have. Um, Your family, maybe setting up play dates with some Uh, for your older kids. I know that having someone to come and hang out with my son sometimes was super, super helpful when I had my second child. Um, And if you can, like creating even a list so that people who come over know how they can help. Sometimes when you're in the thick of postpartum, it's so hard to even know what you need, but having that list will help people know how to help you. So on that list, uh, if you're not quite postpartum yet, um, or if you're the spouse of someone who's postpartum and you want to help them out, Put down the things that you do every day. Maybe it's doing a load of laundry, washing the dishes, wiping down the counters, running the vacuum, whatever it is, and put it on a list so that your husband knows, uh, people who come over know exactly how they can help you. And all this brings me to point number three. Tip number three for a better postpartum experience is to say no to guests 
and yes to friends. Here's the difference. Guests are the people who come over to your house to see the baby. These are the people who want to come and hold the baby. Uh, They're going to expect to be offered drinks. They're going to expect you to have snacks. Um, You know, they're there to visit with the baby. They're not there to help you. They're not there to support you. And though that, you know, some of them might offer some support, they might be great people to talk to. But if they're trying to get you to treat them like a guest in your home, they are not the kind of visitor that you want in your house when you are immediately postpartum. So instead, you want to say yes to friends. Friends are the people who come to your house and they want to see the baby, yes, but they want to see the baby because they love you, because they love what you have accomplished as a mother, the fact that you brought this baby into the world. They want to celebrate your new identity as a mom. They want to support you by taking care of things for you. Maybe they want to uh, sweep your kitchen for you or they want to help you out with laundry. These are the people who are going to come over and their first instinct is not going to be to sit down. Their first instinct is going to be to say to you, you mama, you sit down, you hold your baby if you want to and I'm going to go take care of something. Just tell me what to do and I'll take care of it. I love these people. <laughs> um, it just, it feels so good to know that, uh, you know, you're well taken care of, that someone's there who's going to help you. There's something off your plate. There's something you don't have to worry about. These are the kinds of people you want to have come. So hopefully your parents are like this, uh, but if they're not, maybe just tell them you need them to wait a few weeks. You need to settle into that routine um, with your own child and get used to it. So don't be afraid to say no to people. Don't be afraid to say no to guests, uh, but please say yes to friends. Please accept their help. (laughs) Tip number four is to recognize that crying is normal. This also was great advice that I got during the postpartum period. My doctor, my pediatrician actually said, and my mom went with me to that appointment. um, He said, so he's crying. And I said, yeah, he cries. He says, yeah, babies are going to do that. No matter what you do right, they're still going to cry. Um, And I had this false idea that if I did everything perfectly, then my baby wouldn't cry or he wouldn't cry much. And around 10 days old, no, seven days old, around seven days old, (laughs) sure enough, he started crying for hours uh, one day, about four hours, and my mom was still with me, and she just kept saying, like, it's okay, babies cry, it's nothing that you're doing, you're doing a great job, babies just cry. Um, So babies cry, and the second part of that is women cry because our emotions are crazy after giving birth, right? Uh, There's so much going on hormonally and it's just a lot to take in. Your identity is changing. There's all these new expectations, like suddenly you're in charge of someone other than yourself. Um, And it can be a lot to process and the hormones themselves are just absolutely crazy. I remember my husband kept saying, are you depressed? Are you depressed? After I had my first baby and I'm like, no, I'm happy. I just can't stop crying. (laughs) So crying is totally normal. Uh, just kind of accept that it's good for me personally. I know it helps when I know that something is normal because then I can write it off and say, okay, I'm not doing anything wrong. My baby's not doing anything wrong. You know, I fed them, I changed them. They're happy. They're happy enough right now. They're just crying because they're a baby and I'm going to do my best to help them, but I'm also going to be gentle with them and understand that they have just arrived in the world and they're still getting used to everything that, um, that comes with it. They're still getting used to what it's like to be outside of my body and to have us be two separate people. So I'm going to give them grace and know that, Hey, they're going to cry, but I'm going to be here for them. I'm going to support them and don't be afraid to tap out if you need to. Um, not so much with my son, but with my daughter, she went through some like difficult, seasons of just being really fussy for the first month or two 
me. I think it was more month two. And my husband and I would just take turns like tapping out. We would do everything that we knew how to do with the baby and we'd say, I need to step away. It's your turn. And the other one would go somewhere where they could, you know, enjoy the quiet. They could take a shower. They could read a book, whatever they had to do to kind of recover after her crying and her needing so much attention. So just ask for help again. See the, do you see this, uh, the cycles? Do you see all the recurring advice, you know, recognize when things are normal, ask for help, uh, accept the support that's around you. All of these are just great tips and mentalities to have going into postpartum because you have to think of it, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child, but it takes a village to raise a mother too. <laughs> so, um, on that note, I think it's really important. And this is tip number five for better postpartum experiences to explore your emotions and just be honest about where you're at. I'm a lot more feelingsy than maybe a lot of my friends, but I think it's really important just to sit back and say, how am I doing? What What's going on in my brain right now? Am I processing this okay? Am I overwhelmed? Am I overtired? Am I overworked? Um, am I stressing myself out? Is there something that I need to be doing differently to help my emotions stay calm and to stay centered during this postpartum period? And now I'm, I'm not just talking about the first two weeks. I'm talking about in general, kind of going through um, even months postpartum, just taking that time to check in with yourself and see how you're doing. It's possible that you'll look at that. You'll say, you know what? Things aren't really getting better after these two weeks. I still feel sad or I still feel a bit of despair. I still feel uh, like I can't do this. I feel a little bit detached from my baby. And if that's true, that does not mean that you're failing as a mom. That does not mean that there's anything wrong with you. That just might mean that you need a little bit of extra support. And you know, that support could look different for every person. Maybe you're someone, you just need to get a better support system around you. You realize, okay, I need to be around my friends more. I need to join a mom's group. Or I need to join something that's going to give me a better sense of community and see if that helps my mood and my emotions regulate. Uh, but it's possible maybe you would benefit from some talk therapy. Maybe just talking to someone who's specialized in helping women adjust uh, postpartum. That is nothing to be ashamed of. That's just something I want to add to you. Sometimes it's it's not even something that's your fault. It could, I mean, none of it's your fault, but it could be something like you had a traumatic birth. Maybe you had a an emergency C-section or uh, maybe something happened after birth that was really traumatic for you or your birth experience just wasn't what you wanted. A lot of these things can play into the postpartum um issues that a lot of people do face so again there's no shame in getting help just stay in tune with your emotions stay in tune with what your normal is and and noticing when you're not quite fully yourself see this is also going to help you give yourself grace because a lot of time what happens is that people expect okay I'm gonna have a baby and then I'm gonna go from uh having a baby and I'm gonna slowly recover 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 and then I'm gonna be exactly like the person that I was before and that's just not it's not 100% true. I wish that it was, but it's it's just not, you know, things are different in your life. They change. Sometimes things can feel like, oh, I feel like I have all my energy back and it's it's the second week. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, I do need help. My baby's not sleeping anymore or something changes for you. Maybe you have a bigger decision to make about going back to work or something. And suddenly you've kind of taken a step back in your recovery. And all of that is okay. It's normal. It's common. You don't have to expect for yourself to go from giving birth to being super mom overnight. Um, it doesn't really happen that way. Sometimes it looks like it does. Sometimes people pull it off that way. But oftentimes it's a process of learning about yourself, of learning about your baby, and of getting the support and the resources that you need. So don't expect recovery to be linear. Uh, there's a reason that some countries give 
mothers like a year off from maternity. It's because so much changes that whole first year and it's so important for bonding and it's so important to be able to get the rest and the support that you need. You will get back to normal. You will find a routine that works for you. Um, but kids kids change over time. Their needs change. Uh, you can feel like you're totally rocking one stage and then all of a sudden your kid's crawling and you have to figure out how to adjust to that and how to be a good mom to them in that season and how to feel fulfilled yourself in that season. You know, don't feel like you have to you have to keep going at the same pace. It's okay to slow down and ask for help and get yourself back on track. All right, and my last major tip is do not make any major decisions right away. Someone once told me to give yourself uh, at least two weeks before making any major decisions. And when you're postpartum, that's probably more like six to eight weeks. Because again, hormones are fluctuating. Things are constantly changing. You're adjusting to that brand new identity. And a lot of things that seem really impossible two weeks after birth seem less impossible six weeks after birth, even less impossible eight weeks after giving birth. So keep giving yourself time Don't think about things as far as like, what do I need right now to survive this crazy newborn stage? Think about what you need as a whole. You know, the biggest decision that women have to make probably is whether or not they want to go back to work. And for some people, that's a really easy decision. For some people, that's a really easy decision. And for other people, it's not an easy decision at all. It kind of, there's a lot of different things that are conflicting within you. It could be that you really get a sense of accomplishment and pride from your work, but you're also getting a sense of accomplishment and pride from your child and watching them grow up and trying to sort through those emotions and figure out what's best for you um, can change so quickly. <laughs> I know that I went from thinking, oh, I'll definitely go back to work to no, I'm not going back to work at all to kind of like trying to figure out the right answer for me. And ultimately, I decided, okay, I'm going to step away from my job. But a few months later, I was like, wow, I I really like working. Working gives me a great sense of accomplishment. So I kind of found a different way to express that, a different job and uh, a different position eventually at the same organization. So all that to say, things can change. Think about your needs as a whole person. If you're someone who really likes that sense of accomplishment that comes from work and it just is this contrast between what you get at home and what you get in an office, okay, that's something you absolutely should consider. Don't make any rash decisions just because the first weeks, the first few weeks of motherhood can be extremely hard. Don't make any rash decisions. Um, the other way either, maybe you feel like, oh, I have to go back to work. You know, I have to go, I have to go, um, be this person even though I'm actually really enjoying the slow pace of life I'm really enjoying being able to watch all of my kids milestones I'm really enjoying getting to know their little personality all the time Uh, and I I don't find it as stressful to be at home as maybe I thought I would Um, that's okay too give yourself some time think about it there's no pressure to do it one way or the other what matters is finding a solution that is best for you and best for your family Uh, that's I think one of the big things that people struggle with when it comes to postpartum is they expect to be the exact same person as before and there's so much of you that is the same you know you have the same overall personality you are the same uh joy to you know this the things that your husband loved about you those things are still there the things that your friends love about you they're still there they're just added into this mix of being a mother and it can take some time to really integrate all of that and figure out who you are as a person and Uh, as you're integrating it with your identity as a mother Um, but just don't expect everything to stay the same expect there to be that period of integration expect there to be a period of time where you're trying to figure things out figure out who you are what you care about what your priorities are Um, it's okay for that to take time 
It's okay to express who you are in a very different way postpartum compared to before you were postpartum. All of that is just 100% normal. There you have it, seven tips to help your postpartum experience be the best that it can be. It's weird. It's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving. Um, You may have learned things about birth and about babies that you didn't even know that you needed to learn. (laughs) Um, But I just want you to remember that in those moments where things feel crazy, where things feel like they're changing, take a breath because you are the best mama for your child no matter how it feels no matter uh, whether you're feeling blissful or you're not whether you're loving it or you're not whether you're going back to work or you're not this stage the stage of having a young baby is not forever and for every moment of frustration there is a moment of beauty and my prayer and my hope for you is that the beautiful moments will overshadow the hard ones and that you will learn how to love yourself well during the season. You'll learn how to take care of yourself and that these skills that you learn postpartum are going to be skills that you carry with you throughout the rest of your life, that you'll be more quick to ask for help or accept help, that you'll be more quick to be gentle with yourself. You'll be more apt to um, be honest with yourself and evaluate where you're at emotionally and take steps to find health in every season of life. I've said it before, you know, God can't fix what you don't feel. He can't fix what you don't acknowledge. You have to understand what's going on sometimes in order to step into a place of real sustainable joy and confidence. So I hope that this was helpful for you today. I hope you enjoyed our time together because I know that I did. Um, If you would take a moment, if you could rate and review this podcast, it would make me so happy. I would so appreciate it. Um, Ratings and reviews just help other people find the podcast. It makes this podcast more visible. Um, Also, if you want to, I am over on Instagram at abigail.condon. I post tips uh, for motherhood and postpartum. Um, I post baby tips. I post uh, just some fun stuff from my life and the different things that I'm learning in this season as a mom. And I would love to connect with you over there. So that's all the time I have for today. And I hope that you remember you were made to be a mother and you are the best mom for your baby. 